Hello and welcome to Music Speaks. This podcast dedicates itself to how music impacts people's lives. For this show, we usually have three co-hosts, myself, Hunter Sigona, the newly espoused Mary Haddix Hermans, and Sean Rimkunis. And we are joined today by our, by our platinum member friend, Nick Harriel. Sean, Mary, and I, and Nick, believe that many people have a playlist that makes their life unique through music. We pride ourselves on building upon our musical knowledge with our featured guests, jamming to incredible music, talking about a wide variety of artists and composers, and everything in between. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Mary. I'll say the quote of the day in a second, but yes, I did get married. Thanks, Hunter, for that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, and today's quote of the day for Nick is, I may never find all of the answers. I may never understand why. I may never prove what I know to be true, but I know I still have to try. And that's from Dream Theater. And that is correct, and that is the topic of discussion for today. And Dream Theater is an American progressive metal rock band formed in 1985 under the name Majesty by John Petrucci, John Myung, and Mike Portnoy, while they attended Berklee College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts. They subsequently dropped out of their studies to concentrate further on the band that would eventually become Dream Theater. Their current lineup consists of Petrucci, Myung, vocalist James Labrie, keyboardist Jordan Rudis, and drummer Mike McGinney. Over the various lineup changes, Petrucci and Myung have begun only two constant members. Portnoy remained with the band until 2010 when he left to pursue other musical endeavors, and he has since been replaced by Mangini. After a brief stint with Chris Collins, followed by Charlie Domencini, who was dismissed from Dream Theater not long after the release of their first album, the Brie was hired as the band's singer in 1991. Dream Theater's first keyboardist, Kevin Moore, left the band after three albums and was replaced by Derek Sheeranin in 1995 after a period of touring. After just one album with Sheeranin, they replaced him with current keyboardist Jordan Rudis in 1999. date uh dream theater has released 15 15 studio albums the band's highest selling release is their second album images and words that's pretty much what i expected uh which reached number 61 on the billboard 200 chart both the albums awake in 94 and six degrees of inner turbulence 2002 also entered the charts at number 32 and 46 respectively and received critical acclaim. Their fifth album, Metropolis Part Two Scenes from a Memory in 1999, was ranked number 95 on the October 2006 issue of Guitar World's magazine's list of the greatest 100 guitar albums of all time. It was also ranked as the 15th greatest concept album in March 2003 by Classic Rock Magazine. As of 2018, Dream Theater has sold over 12 million records worldwide and has received three Grammy Award nominations, including one win in 2022. All right, 2022, let's go. Uh, along with, along with uh, 
Queensryche and Fate's Warning, the band has been referred to as one of the big three of the progressive metal genre, responsible for its development and popularization. All right, you guys ready to talk Dream Theater? All right, Indeed. Here we go. All right, and we are back with my friend Nick Herio, my friend Hunter Basiglia Sagona, and my friend Mary Haddix Herman. And my name, of course, is Sean McQueen's. Um, we've had a lot of the show. We've we've had a lot of great shows. Um, we've had a lot of great shows with my friend Nick. Uh, Nick has come on the show before. Boy, this is my fourth time. I think. He's been, this is your fourth, fourth time fourth, on the show. So yeah, I was I'm gonna say fourth with three fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, my lord. Number three. Okay. Um, I was thinking about that, and one of the things that I found so interesting was that anytime, and and hold for applause, everybody. Uh, Nick uh, has been on this show. He has crushed our individual quizzes that he has given. You know, he it, it's unbelievable. It's just very easy. I once gave him a Lincoln Park quiz that was just probably way too easy that he keeps telling me was way too easy. Um, I gave him a uh, Weird Al Yankovic quiz, which was way too easy again. And then we gave him a uh, what was the next band we talked about, Nick? Was it um, what else did we talk about on this podcast? We talked about uh, Black is Way to Blue. We talked about um, oh yeah, uh, oh, Alice in Chains. We talked about and, Alice. And, That's and, and, Weird Al and I'll be really honest, Nick did okay on that one, but he's here to redeem himself this time. He's going he's gonna to crush it. He's so excited to talk about the SpongeBob SquarePants quiz. Nick, are you ready for your SpongeBob SquarePants quiz? Well, my question to you all is, are you ready, kids? Aye, 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 aye Captain. Captain. Go ahead, buddy. Keep going. Aye, aye, Captain. Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead, go. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Very nice. Okay. All right. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Here's the beginning of the quiz. All right, Nick, here we go. Here's the first question. What color is SpongeBob's tie? What color is his tie? Here, do you want a couple of colors to help you? Yeah, I, I feel like I'll notice when I hear the colors. Okay, is it red, yellow, green, or black? Wait, can you say those again? Red, yellow, green, or black? Why am I... I think I, I don't know why I'm like blanking out on this one. This is like <laughs> is it first like, question. You're way too long. They only bro. get harder from here. They only is get it, harder from it, here, buddy. Come on. Is it black? Uh, no, it's not black. It's it's. Uh, what do you think? Mary's pointing to part of her. Uh, <laughs> what is she? Oh, it's, oh, oh, right. It's right. Hey, there we go. All right, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. sorry I've been no, doing that for like. Four Five seconds. <laughs> Oops. Oops. I honestly thought she was having a stroke. Oh. Okay. 
I thought it was brown for some reason. Well, his pants are brown. Oh, I must have been. That's beautiful. Go ahead, Hunter. My turn. All right. Nick, which of the following words best describes Squidward? Is it excited, grumpy, full of beans, or patient? Grumpy. Grumpy. He's a grumpy man. I would say that's true. He could be full of beans. He could be full of beans, too. You you don't know what his diet is. So he does like canned bread. That's true. (laughs) Number three? Okay. Um, How many SpongeBob movies are there? Are there two, three, four, or six? That music is a little... I'll turn it down. There, you said two, three, four, or six for yes. the options. I think there are four. Okay. Um, there are three. I thought that there oh, were three. Number two. For I thought there were four. I don't think. Because I know they made. Okay. I'm sorry. There were four. Okay. Okay. All right, Nick. Who or what is Larry? Uh, he's a lobster. Yeah. All right. Okay. Go ahead, Hunter. What is Mr. Krabs' full name? Is Eugene? it? Oh, it is that. All right. Very nice. It is Eugene. Nice. All right. Do you know Mrs. Puff's first name? Um. You want some options? Yeah. Is it Sugar, Pamela, Poppy? Penny. What was that last one? Penny, like a, a penny. Can you say those options one more time? You've got Pamela, Sugar, Poppy, and Penny, like the money. I feel like Pamela, but I'm not 100% sure. I totally put Pamela too, but it's Poppy. Oh. This place is a little harder than that. I thought it would be. It is. Yeah. All right, here we go, Nick. Not doing so hot. Here's an easy one. SpongeBob SquarePants works at the Krusty Krab. True or false? Duh. Duh. <laughs> Where else would he work? The, right. the Chum Bucket? No, he works at the Chum Bucket. Okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Nick. My turn. What does Mrs. Puff keep as pets? Is it? Uh, this might be it from a more from a newer one. Um, is it dogs, cats, fleas, or peanut worms? I can honestly say I don't know the answer to this. Oh wait, maybe I do know. What, what were the options again? They are dogs, cats. Fleas or peanut worms? I feel like peanut worms. I don't think I've ever seen a cat in SpongeBob before. Well, no, the snails are like cats, but I th- I think oh. it is peanut worms. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. Right. It seems like just something like very bizarre. All right, it is something very bizarre. What right. does what does SpongeBob SquarePants live in? Uh, you know, 
you know, this one is, is a real tough one. That is really tough. Uh, you know, no, no, no. It's not. It's not a mango. It's not a mango. <laughs> uh, pi- pi- pineapple. You know, pineapple under right. the sea. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, uh, Hunter. How many fingers and thumbs does SpongeBob SquarePants have in total? Not on each hand. Is it six, four, eight, or ten? Fingers and uh, thumbs. Yeah, in like total. Normal. So, like, how many fingers and thumbs? Like, how many? It, the question should really ask: How many digits are on his hands in total? And the options are six, four, eight, or ten. I'm gonna go with eight. You would be correct. He has four digits on each hand. Because I thought about five, and then I realized, well, that's a little too close to like human hands. Like, right. Got to differentiate. And and yep. that episode where it's like the gang's all here, and yeah, he's exactly. got three of them. Right. So I was like, but there's definitely another one. And yet, in Glove World, they have five fingers. But that, but that's the other thing I was thinking was, like, I I thought it was five because of Glove World. Yeah. Okay, this one, it got me. When was SpongeBob SquarePants born? And I can give you options if you want. Yes, please. All right, July 14th. These are all in 1986, by the way. Um, July 14th, August 11th, November the 24th, or December 24th? Can you have those options again? July 14th, August 11th. November 24 or December 24. I'm going to go with the July one. Oh, July? Yeah, actually, July is correct. I said August. Oh, nice. July 11th. That was a 25% chance. Which is weird because Spongebob premiered in 99, right? Which means, does that mean he was like 13 when it started? That's (laughs) the other weird thing about it. Living by himself in a pineapple. pineapple. All right, Nick. What are Spongebob Squarepants' parents called? Do you want options? Uh, Yeah. Okay, here we are. Kevin Squarepants and Mary Bumblebottom. Henry Squarepants and Joanne Bubblebottom. Harold Squarepants and Margaret Bubblebottom. Or Thomas Squarepants and Linda Bubblebottom. What is that first one again? Kevin and Mary. I'm going to go with that one, but... You're going with Kevin and Mary? I don't know where to check the answers, guys. How do you guys find the answers? I have just been Googling them. You had to take the quiz and it gives them to you, which is why, because I already did that. Oh, Oh, I see. Oh, okay. It's it's Harold and Margaret, by the way. Oh, really? Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead, Hunter. I would not. I would have thought it was Kevin and Mary, too. Um, That's one of the ones I got right. I don't know why I know that one. Oh, that's good. 
Um, Patrick once rented out his front garden to a fish. What was the fish called? Was it Billy, Howard, Melvin, or Troy? Was this from one of those later seasons? I'm thinking so, because I don't recognize this episode. Yeah. I feel like Melvin sounds like a fishing name. A fishing name? That's why I put it too, but it's Howard. Uh, Really? Yeah, I was like, come on, you're missing Melvin? I know, it totally sounds like something from it. Well, I'm really learning a lot tonight. I think we all are. Now, here's a good one. What's (laughs) Patrick's last name? Uh, is it Shelley, Coddington, Star, or Fartington? Wait, can you say those again? <laughs> yes, simply for the last one. Coddington, Shelley, Star, or Fartington? Fartington, yeah, yeah, it, it was totally Fartington, yeah, 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 no, no, the Star. We all know it's star. I just wanted to hear you say that again. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Nick. SpongeBob SquarePants is a certified mermaid man impersonator. True or false? Uh, He's a certified. Yes. What what, what kind of what kind of certification do you have to take for that? I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the picture is imagination. imagination. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with true. But you know, but you know, okay. I, I am very curious how, how how do you get certified for that? You know, I, I need I need some papers here, I need some proof. We want the documentation. I want the documentation. All right, next one. Is that me? Oh, it, it said shuffleboard. It, there's a shuffleboarding episode. Oh, that's it weird. Should SpongeBob and Patrick are certified Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy impersonators? That's bizarre. Yeah, go ahead. Interesting. Yeah. All right. SpongeBob SquarePants is friends with a squirtle from Texas. What is she called? And these are the most absurd set of names. Would you like them? You know, I think I'm good. You think you're good? I think you really want to hear them. So guess, and then okay. I'll tell you them. Well, it's definitely Sandy, but I want to hear the word. I want to hear them anyways. So you are correct. It is Sandy. She has Sandy Cheeks. However, there is also... Squirrel Nutkin, <laughs> Hazel Nut, and Jane Bushytail. Jane Bushytail's my favorite. <laughs> I mean, if Sandy Cheeks were Hazel Nut, I would have still watched it. That would have you know? been great. No, I like that last one, though. Jane Bushytail. Jane Bushytail. I love it. All right. So... According to the episode, Mrs. Puff, you're fired. All right. How many times has SpongeBob SquarePants failed the boating exam? The options are 5, 23, 1,001, or 1,258,056 times. I feel like
I'm gonna go with the one million one, but it it but that would also be like, but it's like so absurd. No, you're right. <laughs> But that's SpongeBob. It's just absurd. I know that I was overthinking it. I was like, well, 1001 sounds more realistic, but then I'm like, but it's SpongeBob. I fell in the trap. I put a thousand and one, but it's a million to. Yeah, two, it, it, it is a million. Yeah. That's hilarious. All right. All right. Here we go, Nick. What symbol is on SpongeBob SquarePants' white, crusty, crusty crab hat? Isn't it like an anchor or something? That's right. Would you like to hear the options that are laid out for me? Sure. A smiley face, a crab who's quite crusty, or a packet of chips? You know, a packet of chips would be pretty pretty delicious. That is pretty good. All right. Go ahead, Hunter. Where does Squidward tentacles live? Between SpongeBob and Patrick's houses? Behind a shipwreck, in a cave, or a submarine? I mean, it's between the between SpongeBob and Patrick's houses. That well, is true. Well, if you if you call Patrick's place a house, it's not really a house. It's no, a it's not. But it's his place. It's his abode. It's his place of residence. Yes. So, what is Gary the Snail's full name? You got four options. The first one is Garth Wilson Jr. The second one is Gerald Wilson Jr. The third one is Garfield Wilson Jr. And the last one is Garrington Wilson Jr. With three R's. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Can you say this again? <laughs> so the main options are Garth, Gerald, Garfield, and Garrington with three R's. I feel like Gerald. Yes, that is Gerald. Okay. Nice, nice. I don't remember him ever saying the full name. I think but... in the ones they've clarified. Yeah. All right, this is a really good question. This is my last question for you, Nick, before I hand it off to Hunter, which is what kind of animal is Squidward? You know, would you, like, just, would you like me to read the options for you? They're really uh, I would, I would, you know, I really would. Honestly, it's really hard. So you have squid, you have octopus, eel, or probably the most definite of the of the four, rabbit. You know, really tough. Yeah. You know, you, you, at times he could be an octopus. You don't, you don't really know. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a squid, of course. Squid, of course. Go ahead. Uh, you said squid? It's actually octopus on the top. Like, it uh -oh. says octopus, and I put squid because squid word. But maybe he's... Oh, you know what? Sometimes they show him as, like, an actual octopus, so I could see that. Like I'm uh, going with my headcanon of him being a squid. The, the normal, like the normies episode they did, like five or six seasons in, where Spongebob gets normal. At one point, oh, yeah. Squidward looks like an octopus. So I guess I get it. Um, ah. Is it my turn? Um, yeah, go ahead. How many spots are on Squidward Tentacle's head? Are there two, 
four, eight, or five. Oh, I feel like you've quizzed me about this before. Did we do a quiz on this in Florida? Yeah, we did. When we got bored, we kind of like took time to like ask each other SpongeBob questions. So what were the options again? How many spots are on his head? Um, two, four, eight, or five? Four. That's what I also said, but they're, they're tiny little dots like freckles and there are eight of them, which okay. octopus, yeah. I don't know. Could have been. Okay. okay. Um, All right. Go, go. Did we skip Hunter? Oh, man. Yeah, but I'll just do the last one then. Or no, oh, the, yeah. second to last one, and then you'll get the last one. Okay, go ahead, Hunter. Um, all right. This I have no idea the answer to. What is what relation is Gary the Snail to Patrick? Is that like Megan the Stallion? <laughs> uh, what relation is Gary the Snail to Patrick? Options. Sure, it's dad, cousin, brother, or nephew. Cousin? Mary? Yes. That is actually cousin. I, I have said, absolutely uh, no well, idea what that means. He, well, because it's like dad and mom are, are starfish just like him. Yeah, but yes. Gary's a snail. Yeah, but it wouldn't it be had... it wouldn't be his dad. Like Gary wouldn't Obviously. be his dad. That's I what nephew. I mean. So, but it's cousin. Bizarre. Oh. Sean, take us home. Woo! Um, Nick, what is the population of Bikini Bottom? Is it ten? Around five hundred thirty-eight. 620 or nearly 400. I can go through those options again. Sure. I can read it again. Uh, 10, around 538, 620 or nearly 400. I feel like it's 620. It's close, my man. Go ahead, Mary. But you tell me. Five hundred one. Five thirty-eight. It's five thirty-eight. Yeah. Five thirty-eight. Is that is that a reference to the amount of electors in the U.S. needed? Five thirty-eight. <laughs> Maybe. Spicy. They, I, know, yeah. I feel like that's kind of a random number, but it could be. That it could also be a random number. Um, yeah. Nick. As I loved playing SpongeBob music and also talking to you today and talking about some dream theater with you and also talking SpongeBob SquarePants, um, we should also mention the origins of this quiz actually happened when Nick and I, uh, when we were at Universal, Nick saw a uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, sorry, SpongeBob uh, store pants uh, at Universal and needed to go inside and he bought a couple of items from inside and I took a a couple of pictures that I'm happy to show you all. It was, after it, was, it, was, it was glorious. It was really it was Nick was it dancing. It was a glorious wow. experience, and I think we were stuck in traffic when we came across. He came across this quiz, so it was pretty great. Yeah. And it, was pre it was pretty gracious. So Nick, um, thank you so much for being here. 
Uh, pleasure as always to have you. Please come back anytime, and uh, I'll let uh, Mary say uh, her goodbye, and uh, I'll leave it at that. Well, um, thanks, Nick, for being here, and that was cool that the SpongeBob came. Um, the SpongeBob quiz came after your Florida trip, um, which yes, I need to see those pictures. But uh, <laughs> anyways, why don't we say like Happy Season Ten, y'all? Woohoo! Yeah, hey. season 10, yeah. Season 10. Yeah. And Hunter? Uh, yeah, Nick, thanks, of course, for being on. Always fun to have you, and uh, always an eclectic variety of music when you're on, because it's, you know, you're, you always pick things that would obviously be so out of my realm. Um, so thank you for broadening our horizons. Ah, yes. Might, uh, might try some rap next time. Let's Got do a it. a few ideas. Oh head. dear. Yeah. <laughs> that scares Hunter, but that'll be fine. And uh, we'll see you next time and uh, look for the outro. But uh, soon. Yeah. Have a good one, everybody. And we really want to thank Nick for being here and uh, introducing our podcast to some really super cool progressive rock or metal, depending on your tastes, guys. Um, and we also want to thank Dream Theater. Um, 15 albums is a huge deal. And if we're going to talk about any of Dream Theater, we have to, we had to go Octavarium, right? So at least we got to talk about Pull Me Under a little bit as well. So anyways. Uh, any final thoughts? Talk to Hunter. Uh, oh, okay. Any, any final thoughts, Hunter? Um... No, just that I was pleasantly surprised by the piece. I mean, it's not something I would listen to, you know, on my of my own volition, you know, in my free time. But it's something that I didn't think I would enjoy as much as I did. I mean, it, I, that's kind of why I uh, picked the piece because, you know, I it's pretty complex, and uh, I figured I could get. Uh, everybody's take on it, you know, in the process, you know, learn some new things myself. Mm-hmm. You want to you go, Mary? What do you think? I'll try them away. <laughs> well, I mean, I outro it a little bit, you know, Dream Theater is super cool, but Octavarium is just a massive, giant thing, um, and you really can't get the whole experience until you've listened to it like six times, and truly, <laughs> I'll go back on this, because I said it like three times on the cast. Watching them do it is a completely different, uh, completely different game. Um, and I think, as especially as classical musicians, we don't talk enough about um, like live performances and what you know. I mean, and classical music live performances are not necessarily the same for an or from an orchestral standpoint because we're not doing anything you know where we're moving, but. You know, it is neat to watch, especially a band like Dream Theater, really get into what they're doing. Um, and like the first like eight minutes are just watching the guy on keyboards. You know, it's just too, too cool of an experience. You know, for me, what's interesting is when I think about Dream Theater, it kind of reminds me of like those ads that's like, Sunday, 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 <laughs> in the octagon, blah, blah, blah. It's, but it, it kind of reminds me of that, but it's like, it, it's exciting. I mean, like, yes, Hunter's totally right. This is out of our wheelhouse. But something that I think I said to Nick, something that we need to talk more about. Um, because, yes, I mean, we, we, did, we, we talked about this a little in the podcast about how classical can be rock. 
but what is the it's the superficial glue that can really push them together? And we really talked about that on the show, so you're gonna have to go back and listen to that again. Um, my name is Sean on Kunis. I'm Mary Haddix Hermans. I'm Nick Ario. And I'm Hunter Sagona, and we will see you next time. And remember to keep listening to what you love. Thank you.